0: Well, I'll start with coming to college because I didn't bring any of my stuff with me, but I, I like, at that point, I had been using my stuff for years. Like I hadn't bought, you know, soap, soap or lotion from the store in in a few years at that point. So I was like, oh my goodness, I can't go back now. So I made a ton of soap and I made a ton of bodybuilders to bring with me to school because I knew that I needed to use it while I was here. Um, and I missed making it while I was at school. Of course I was involved in doing other things, but there's something just about, you know, Doing what you've been doing for a while—that's you know, homey. Um, so when I came back home on breaks, I would I would make some things and then bring it back with me and share with friends and family and stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't until um, we got sent home last year because of uh, the pandemic that I really started making for making things for fun again. Um, well, granted, I had a lot of time on my hands, as I'm sure a lot of people did at the start of all this, but. Um, yeah, I think I made like a bunch of batches of soap and just trying different body, body butter combinations. And this was just for my own, you know, personal leisure. And then I can't remember if it was my mom or one of my mom's friends or something um, suggested like, why don't you start a business? And people had suggested it to me before that. But I was like, eh, I don't know. I just like doing this for fun. and. Something was, I was just really bored, I think, honestly. And I was like, you know, I think I, I like, I wanted to start a business. I didn't know what it would be one day. And I thought it would come much later in life. But I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess, why not? So um, I started planning. I started like really trying to figure out what scents I wanted to sell at first, uh, what product. I, I was deciding between soap and the body butters. And I decided on body butters for my, um, for my debut um, collection. But, um, yeah, I really got like really into it, and this is when I really especially started writing things down because if I was going to be selling it, it has to be the, the same formula every time.
1: You are listening to 6 to 8, a podcast about people's passions, side hustles, interests outside their 9 to 5, and the stories in between. I am your host Han Ling. On today's show, hear how Saab, a college student by day, took off her passion for creating and crafting body butters and soaps into her own body care company, Chai Terra. During her six to eight and the stories in between, Saab complete every step of the process from product formulation, preparation, creation, and packaging, and mailing, infused with love and positive energy and let's dive right into the journey. When I first came to college, I just remember walking from classes to classes under those hot summer days and just feel like, how will I ever make it to my class? Because it was so hot. Well, I would see people with their skateboard just breeze past me and simply so free and so fast, and I just wondered, will I ever be like that? (laughs) But back then, I was just so scared to try skateboard because I was thinking it takes a lot of balancing and everything like that. And... I never imagined that I would ever pick that up. Well, a year ago, back in quarantine, when I was with my roommate and her awesome family, I found the skateboard in the garage one afternoon. And with the help of my roommate, that's the first time I've ever hopped on a skateboard. And I just started picking it up. Well, fast forward, by no means I consider myself a skateboard pro, but I could... Probably say I can skate, <laughs> and the best part I enjoy doing is during the weekend riding on for a good, nice weekend morning under the sunshine around campus and picking up good breakfast with friends. Well, our guest today, sav carries what she always has been enjoying doing and turned it into a serious business during quarantine. Everything's she was little. Sav enjoys making things and finds herself creating and experimenting. And as she realized many commercial products contain harsh ingredients that irritated her skin, she decided to start creating her own and making her own body butters, soaps, and skincare products. So during quarantine, that's where it all started, she started sharing her passion with others with her own skin care line, line and her debut collection of body butter and that's where Chai Terra, her body care company that's specializing in 100% vegan and handmade product made with considering you and the people and mother earth in mind so her debut collection started growing and including um, with five different flavor, from gentle lavender, oatmeal vanilla, fresh lemon, terra blend, and it just has started growing since then. And it is such amazing journey that she started during quarantine, taking up with her own company and the journey in between. And so, in addition to managing Chai Terra, Sav is pursuing degree as a full-time student at Vanderbilt, and she enjoys spending time with her family and friends and tending to her new plant children during her free time. And what I found so fascinating with Chitara is, it's truly special in a way that the love and positive energy are are instilled in each product at every step and a gentle consideration to the environment and a big heart to keeping our planet, sustainable. So let's dive right into this journey and tune into how Seth took it off with Chitara and where it all gets started.
0: Um, well, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, so very Midwestern. Um, it's a very diverse city in a lot of different ways, which I don't think a lot of people think about, but it is. So it was really, really cool growing up here. Um, I have a brother who we're only 15 months apart, so we kind of did everything together and went to the same schools for a while. And um, all of my mom's side of the family, we all live in like the same neighborhood essentially. So all of my cousins and my brother and me, we went to the same elementary schools and, you know, did aftercare together and we're really, really close. So um, a lot of my childhood memories are kind of centered around just being with my family. And then my dad is from Cincinnati, which isn't too far from Columbus. And um going down there every few weekends to see my cousins on that side and both sides of my family are are really close so I I think that's where a lot of my my childhood memories are kind of based off of being around my family and I have friends too but when you have a lot of cousins it's like kind of like built-in friends (laughs) that you have so
1: exactly I know when you have all those cousins are they older or just younger too
0: Mm -hmm. um on my mom's side there's few of us were around a few around the same age. Um, and then a few are like a few years younger or older. And then on my dad's side, it's kind of the same. So like I'm in the middle, which kind of like is nice too. So we're all in the same few years in the same few years.
1: Yes, definitely. Because mm-hmm. all my cousins back home, they are older, so mm-hmm. I always just look up to them. It's not too far years, like apart, but mm-hmm. it's like, oh, they're doing this. I want to do that. But right. like you guys, maybe like just doing things together. Like, what mm-hmm. things do you do? You all like like to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, when we were little, we used to do. I guess like kids just do this kind of stuff like we'd be cooking with air quotes around the cooking with like mud and dirt and just stuff in the backyard and doing that kind of thing. And, you know, we eventually made it to the kitchen, but our parents didn't like when we were just like wasting ingredients. So we had to go back outside. Um, but we, we played like, um, like house and school and like all of this, like pretend games and that kind of thing. And we played a lot of like board games and card games and, I don't mean to sound like old cause I'm definitely not, I'm 20 years old, but like this was before like everyone got phones and stuff. So like we had to go outside and ride bikes and all of that. Um, I think we were like that age of kids like just before everyone got a phone and used them so much. So it was fun. And I remember being outside a lot like playing outdoors was a big part of my childhood which was fun.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really awesome because I, I remember like totally, I, like vividly when I think it was like first grade or second grade when like really computer people Mm -hmm. started um, like playing games. Like so Mm -hmm. during that age, before that, always just being outside and playing those like games. And like, I think what's so special about those is you kind of take ownership Mm -hmm. about, oh, this is a house, this like Mm -hmm. we're building this, like this is your own things.
0: Yes, we were definitely very creative (laughs) with those games, to say the least, but yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, so um, as you go to elementary school and then middle school, um, are there a particular like subject or things that you just drawn to throughout Mm -hmm. that age?
0: Yeah, Um, well, I would say middle school, I really, really liked science. Um, I don't know exactly why or like what made me become interested in it, but I liked experiments and mixing things and seeing how the results turn out and all of that. So I really took a liking to that and probably sixth or seventh grade. Um, And sixth grade was the time I transferred to, um, like out of my neighborhood school to a a private school across town. So it was a very different experience. And like, I was really in like a lab doing things, which I think piqued my interest. Um, So science was in math. I really enjoyed those subjects.
1: Oh. And so how was that transferring experience like? And I mean, it is a kind of a big transition, right? Like going mm-hmm. from the school you went for a while and then to a new school.
0: Yeah. Um, honestly, I hated it. <laughs> but um, because I went from my elementary school was um maybe 98% African American and people of like the same class as me to transferring to my new school, which was like nine or 10 percent african-american predominantly white and people were of much higher socioeconomic st- classes that i wasn't familiar with so it was really intimidating and i think i was 11 or 12 years old um, so it was a i had a lot of culture shock um, to you know put into a few words but um i really valued my experience there and i i still have some friends from that i talked to but it was it was hard you know being an 11 or 12 year old black girl in this completely new space and none of my cousins or my brother or anyone went with me and I was used to always having them around me also. So that made it a little tough, but I really valued my experience there and you know the connections and friends that I made while I was there.
1: Yeah, I can could, I could imagine that would be really hard for you. Um, so is that the school, um, so from middle school to high school, um, so you gradually realize so science is really interesting and math, um. And so throughout those times, did you like start like making like think playing around with like different things you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. um, like even like art.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I actually did really enjoy art too. I liked any subject where I could be making or doing something. So art was was one of them too. Um, And like outside of school, I actually started making like body butter. Like I started making my home kind of stuff around that age. And I think around the eighth grade Um, that stemmed from me having like really bad eczema and different skin things that I was like. I was like, I'm tired of being itchy and having dry skin. So like, I'm sure I could figure something out. Um, but yeah, definitely it was around that age where I started mixing that stuff up and doing, I love to do research and like read. I love to read when I was when I was younger. I've been trying to get back into it. But um, yeah, like I would like read blogs and different folk medicine and different kind of, you know, um, traditional healing books and that kind of stuff because I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I've never learned about it. And I'm tired of my skin doing this so maybe something in here will help um that is the time when I started kind of making home products or like body care products um at that time also which was really fun
1: wow wait tell me about it so you mentioned Uh so from your experience with like body Mm -hmm. facial
0: Mm -hmm. um so when I was this was actually from as early as I can remember I had like really bad eczema um and just like really dry skin and I had acne problems that I went to like a dermatologist for which helped but the the eczema and dermatitis and things it was my skin was really sensitive um I I don't know why it was just like that for for forever um and especially in the winter time like it gets really cold here in Ohio in the winter and so then it would be like the worst and um like I would get it behind my knees and like in my elbows and stuff like that and I was just like, I was just tired of it basically. And by the time eighth grade came, I think, how was I like maybe 14? Um, that was around the time where I was, you know, middle school, you're exploring different interests and just trying new things, right, for the first time. And um, I just heard like, oh, shea Butter, like this is supposed to be good. And you know, this other stuff and I'm watching YouTube, YouTube's obviously around. then, so I'm watching YouTube videos of the stuff that's out. And I was like, well, you know, this could, this could help me, um, and, and it did, not my first, not my first um, formulations, those first few batches were a little messy and, you know, trial and error, but over time to where I've become now, like I've, I've only used my products for the past few years and my skin has reacted very well to it. I haven't had those kind of issues, which has been really nice.
1: Wow, what is remarkable for me hearing about that. So back in eighth grade, you just start like watching YouTube videos. So were Mm -hmm. those videos people just sharing about their like skincare routine and also Mm -hmm. just like sharing about formula for making those body butters?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, most of them were about people um, making the like body butters and stuff Um, because I think a lot of those people... I don't know like if this is like still like a word that's used for like crunchy quote unquote like hippie-ish kind (laughs) of so like it it wasn't very popular back then for like skincare and stuff to be like clean and green and and whatnot Um, so it was just like they're a part of their lifestyle like they made most of their their products their home products they cooked and foraged and they did that kind of thing which um, I don't forage and do that kind of thing but I was like oh man like I didn't know anyone who did that so I was like oh this is pretty interesting so Um, mostly people like that and I was like wow you can you can make almost anything you need if you have obviously the time and the resources to do so so that's pretty much the kind of people that I was watching which I think that's what made it more interesting so I was like huh I don't know anyone in real life like this
1: I know that's like I've never met somebody like that I mean Mm -hmm. so take me back to like the first time that you were like I decided I'm gonna try my first the formula how (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah so actually I remember being on the school bus and like looking this up on my phone because I just knew I was like all right this like I gotta do something to get my skin like these rashes under control um and so then I went to the um beauty supply store and they sell like shea butter and mango butter and um some of those kind of things and cocoa butter and that kind of thing um Forewarning, it's not the highest quality at the beauty supply store, but gotta get it where you can, right? And I was in eighth grade, so um, after watching like some videos and reading some blogs and whatnot, I went there. Well, I didn't drive; my mom drove me because I couldn't drive yet. But she took me there, and um, I, you know, I think I probably used like olive oil or like something we had just in the house because it's safe to use. But who thinks like, let me mix olive oil into my skincare products? Um, turned out super greasy and like, I think I put it in my backpack and it leaked everywhere and it was a mess. And I was like, Oh, and it didn't smell very good. This was before I discovered essential oils. So it smelled very, um, very much like raw shea butter, if you know what that smells like, and not the highest quality of it, if you know what that smells like, and olive oil on top of that. So it was a mess, but I was like, maybe I'll try again, but I didn't stop. Like I just kept mixing and doing different ratios of things. And, you know, I finally had to use a a scale because I realized eyeballing it is not the way to go with this. But yeah, it it started with a lot of trial and error with with things mostly we had at the house um, because I didn't want to spend a bunch of money on stuff that I kept throwing away.
1: Oh, so, especially um, when you first started doing that, what was your mm-hmm. like reaction? Like your brother, your mother, like the people mm-hmm. around you?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I've always been like, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but I've always been the one who like tinkers with things, or like has made random stuff coming up. So um, they were just like, oh, okay, like she's just doing, she's going through another phase, doing another project or whatever. Um, so they didn't like think much of it until like I kept doing it. And then um, my mom eventually bought me like those, one of those folding cookout tables that you like take to picnics and stuff to like put my stuff on because I like kept buying stuff and trying it. And she's like, well, you're, you need a place to work because she was tired of me being at the kitchen table with my stuff everywhere. And so <laughs> we set that up and then that's when they realized like, oh, okay, well she just likes doing this. And it was a hobby for from eighth grade until I recently like launch my business in 2020 but yeah it was it was it was really just um oh this is just savannah sav doing whatever she does but i don't think anyone anticipated that it would turn into like what i really like doing now
1: (laughs) wow yeah it's definitely been such a journey and so as you started experimenting from your first formula, mm-hmm. <laughs> ended up playing around with more. So did you start like just writing done, like documenting like your own formula? How was that mm-hmm. process like?
0: Yeah, I actually it's upstairs in my bedroom, but it's like a it's a plain old composition book, like looks just like this like college roll and you can get them for like 69 cents at (laughs) Staples or something. Um, I just kept everything, all my notes in one of those books um, because I started realizing that I couldn't remember what I did the last time. And I was starting from like phase one and I was like, okay, well, I can't keep doing this. So um, I would keep all my notes in that composition book, which is, which I still have upstairs and kind of like my, my keepsake box, I guess you would, you would call it. Um, but yes, I definitely had to start writing them down and I'm trying to, in this age, start transitioning stuff to my computer in case I ever lose that book, but I'm such a pen and paper person. It's like, I can't bring myself to transfer all of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I know I, me too. I love pen and paper it's Just like give you such a special sense when you're just mm-hmm. writing your thoughts and feel so dear and connected in that way.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely
1: so when you're um writing those down in your composition book so w- um were those inspiration for example um you want to try like a new flavor or like making new things mm-hmm. do you just come up with like what you think you kind of want to do or like you first like start with like following a set formula from like other people and then making your own like modifications mm-hmm.
0: to- Yeah, along the way, it's been a little bit of both, honestly. Um, with body butters, it's it's a little more forgiving. Like you can, there's more flexibility in what you can mix and do to come up with your own formula. But when I was just starting out or just kind of getting serious about like, okay, I want to make this to use on my skin every day, I was using other, um, or like following other um, ingredients and formulas like th- and things like that but if it was like something that i didn't have access to like some oil that was kind of specialty i would, I would look up like what are alternatives for this and you know sub that out into that kind of thing and then as i realized what was working for me in terms of specific ingredients and that kind of thing Um, I started developing my own formulas and you kind of get a sense of like the different ratios of hard oils to liquid oils to, you know, wax and this and that kind of thing as you do it a bunch of times. Um, So it's definitely a mix of all of those things. And when it comes to scents, um, it started off with, oh, I just like the scent of this. Let me, (laughs) let me put some of that kind of essential oil into there. Oh, this recipe seems to or this like, blend recipe of essential oils seems to be popular. So maybe I'll try this. And um, it's a, it's also a lot of just researching, to try a little bit. Oh, I don't like that. Maybe I can tweak it to do this. And then, oh, this inspired me to make this completely unique scent based on um, you know aromatherapy's entire like field of study that I'm still learning about. But yeah, it's been a mix of all of those things. So a little bit of following what other people do, doing my own thing, trial and error. Definitely
1: all of that. <laughs> wow. I think, mean, I know it's just remarkable for me to think about because now I'm looking at, okay, body, butter. It looks so just mysterious what goes mm-hmm. into this whole process making it. So kind of sure, like what, like walks me through somebody like me that have no idea what go into this whole like creation into like um, a body butter, mm-hmm. Like, and then like your stage (laughs)
0: yeah yeah of course so I'll walk you through I can actually walk you through two different things I can walk you through a body butter like how that's or at least how I make it and then like how soap because I do I make soap sometimes too um, which are two very different processes so for the body butter you get a base okay so basically you have your hard oils or butters or waxes like your shea butter mango butter Um, Some people use beeswax or I use Candelio wax because that's um, a vegan alternative and I don't don't use animal products in my uh, skincare things. Um, And then you have your liquid wax, which would be like your olive oil, sweet almond oil, um, sunflower oil, whatever, whatever you want on that side. And you can really pick and choose between what hard and soft or liquid oils you'd want to use. It's just about, you know, your preferences and, you know, some people have allergies to certain things and whatnot. So Choose your hard and your and your liquid, and so you want to melt down your hard butters, your shea butter, mango butter, cocoa butter, whatever it is, and you want to mix your liquid oils in with that and make sure it's well blended. And some people have a different process for this, but this is how I do it: um, blend it to make sure it's you know all mixed together, and then you let it cool. Some people put it in like a freezer or refrigerator to speed up the process. I just let it cool at room temperature um, because it i like how the consistency turns out better and then you'll use like a hand mixer or if you have um, you know like a more advanced stand mixer where you can just like set the whisk in and turn it on and it'll go you mix it up like that if you'd like um or some people even when it's still in its liquid phase will pour it straight into their container and then let it set that way Um, i just like to whip it because it gives it like a nice kind of like a fluffy more spreadable texture so i do that and i've really enjoyed it and Um, with my ratio that I use now, I've realized that I hate when it melts and spills everywhere. So I use more of like the hard butter than the, the liquid oil, but yeah, that's kind of the body butters in the nutshell. And then you can add in whatever scents, uh, like essential oils or some people use fragrance oils, whatever you want at the, at the end when you're mixing it up. So that's pretty much that.
1: (laughs) How long does the process take? Um, it's. Uh, it's kind
0: of hard to say it varies depending on how much I'm making but um the actual like cooking and mixing probably takes a total of if I'm making just like one batch maybe 30 minutes to an hour depending on like how much I'm doing but it's not it's definitely a labor of love but it's not it's not too bad (laughs) gotcha
1: yeah, yeah, how about the soap? <laughs>
0: yeah, so the soap. This one, um, this is not one where you can just eyeball ingredients. You, if you're ever planning on making soap, you definitely need a good, reliable scale um, because this involves lye, and you have to have your lye water mixture, and then your your batch of oils, which can be. Olive oil, shea butter, whatever it is, all melted down, and your lye water is what essentially turns your oils and the water into soap, and not just a mix of oil and water because obviously oil and water don't mix, right? So when you uh, dissolve your lye in your water and you mix that with your melted down oils, that's um, there's a chemical reaction that occurs that's called saponification, um, which essentially is turning those oil molecules into, you know, soap, so that you're not you know, using a bar soap and it's getting oily or greasy, it's, it's sudsy. Um, so that happens and then you pour it into whatever mold you want. Some people do really fun shapes of soap, which I think is so cute, (laughs) um, and do different colors and scents and whatever they want to add in there and, uh, let it sit in your mold and you cut it up and this, you have to be patient because you have to let it sit for four to six weeks if you're doing the cold process method. Um, but then you just use it like a bar of soap and it doesn't have all of the, the extra additives and things that, commercial uh cleanser kind of things have so wow
1: Mm -hmm. what are some um like scent of flavor flavor of soap that you have Mm -hmm. made
0: oh man I've made a lot of soaps let's see most recently I did a cocoa butter one um which was which was nice and I did a peppermint and a lavender and then I think I also did a lemon ginger that one was like that was good i love using that one in the morning when i take showers um yeah i've done you know i probably can't remember all of the all of the ones that i've done but i actually did one that just came to mind where um i probably shouldn't have measured the essential oils but i did and it turned out okay but it was just like a mix of stuff and then it ended up smelling like fruit loops but it was all natural but it smelled like fruit loops I me mean, not it was the best thing ever but i didn't write it down because it was in my younger days so now i can't remember how to recreate it but I've done a lot of different things over the years just trial and error with the soaps also
1: yeah this is so interesting because what is so curious to me is truly one thing about it is the scent mm-hmm. i mean there is just so many different combinations and i do i do think it does take a lot to think about what scent and what blend of scents you want to create mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. can you share a little bit about like that and playing around with those?
0: Yeah, of course. I've definitely since starting um, my business and getting more serious about like creating stuff. um, I've done a lot more research in aromatherapy and just how certain scents pair well with other ones of like a different kind of like category. Um, And I've also been interested in how certain scents will, you know, this mood or if you're feeling stress, it'll like help reduce anxiety and just looking at how the um historically how certain sense have helped people in those ways also. Um, because I want it to be more of like not just like, oh, I'm just, you know, even if, even though we have to rush and take showers and you know get ready and stuff like that most days, I still want there to be a touch of like, oh, this feels good. Like, you know, I'm getting a pick me up or, you know, this is more than just the mundane shower and moisturize that I have to do uh every day
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and so uh, take um to your headspace about I mean when you're um diving into your workstation workspace and then mm-hmm. starting to make either batch of soap or body butter I like, kind of share how was the your headspace like and mm-hmm. going to those things
0: yeah definitely um it's really relaxing and I think over this last this past year since I've been home more than ever I've appreciated more now than ever um and I usually play music I love listening to music while I work um and it just kind of gets me through and it's it's like I like working with my hands and like making and doing stuff I've just always loved that so um, keeping my mind and you know my hands active while listening to music it's just like a I don't know what you call it like in the zone kind of kind of thing um, so I really enjoy it and nowadays I, I really love making stuff because more times than not when I make it that means I'm either like giving it away or selling it or something so it just makes me happy to know that oh my gosh I'm making something that other people like are going to use and like they enjoy it so it like it's, there's definitely a lot of motivation behind it now too, which um, it started as curiosity and it's, I'm still curious about different things and always how to make things different and better. But also now that it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm sharing this with someone like I'm, you know, putting all of my love and this into this product that someone will use.
1: <laughs> yeah, That's so heartwarming knowing that like what you're making, somebody will use it into their mm-hmm. body. And Spreading that love that you infuse there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely try to do that. All good intentions. Like I try to go into making things with, with certain intentions because I, yeah, I believe in my energy into what I put in will be transferred into their experience with their product too. Mm-hmm.
1: So when you're making those things, when you're in the zone, do you sometimes like inspiration? come to her like oh i want to try something next time with that or are those inspiration usually you're just like walking and like how do they flow to you Mm
0: -hmm. um okay when i'm making stuff i do get ideas it usually comes when i'm making soap because um i don't know that one's just it's just so much fun because there are so many different colors and designs and things you can do and if if you look up like on YouTube or Instagram or Google you can see some really some really creative soap designs um so I think there I when I'm making soap I usually come up with things like oh man this would be great and then I follow like different soap pages and stuff on social media so I'm like wow they did a swirl and a loop and a layer and all of these things so I definitely get it from other people there as well and then some, sometimes I'm just, you know, walking or doing something random and probably when I'm like doing an assignment that I'm like zoning out on, I think of like, oh, this would be a great scent, and I like write it down somewhere. Um, but yeah, it I think it comes to me more so when I'm not, um, when I'm not creating. So yeah, when I get inspiration from, sometimes from art or just things I see um, when it comes to like the colors or if people if I smell a certain thing, like, oh, that might be like a good scent in this. Or, yeah, the more I learn about different herbs and essential oils and things, that's usually what inspires me also.
1: Wow. Do you have any um, creators or blend that inspire you a lot?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, one that I kind of came up with on my own, I guess you would say, Um, the it's called Terra Blend. It's like one of the body butter scents that I actually sell now through my shop. And that one, I don't know what made me like mix these one day. Like, I think I bought some essential oils and I didn't really have a use for them. And I was like, well, let me mix them together and see if I can, you know, make something that I enjoy. And so what I ended up doing was, um, I also had holy basil that herb at the time. And so I took some holy basil and mixed it with a little bit of oil to kind of give the oil the scent of it. And then I mix in a little bit of rosemary, a little bit of lavender. And then I was like, well, heck, I don't know, maybe a little bit of sweet basil essential oil too, because why not? And then I smelled it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is so refreshing. Like this just gives me a feeling that I like, like I'm in the woods and I just feel like I'm walking in a forest or something, I don't know. (laughs) But um, I think that's the one that's inspired me the most. And it just, I use it um, when I'm feeling you know, down, like when I need to feel more free or open in my thoughts, um, because it reminds me of the outdoors and just a green space, but that one has definitely been, um, one that's been inspired by, you know, just tinkering around and one that, you know, inspires me when I use it to, you know, open my mind on some days. Wow,
1: definitely. I think that's, I, even though I've never used what you're yeah. I could imagine like sometimes it take you to the refreshing and the fresh sense completely mm-hmm. take your zone to a beautiful like f- carefree level. Yes. And nature replace. So, mm-hmm. so as you, you start making it more and more back through your high school and then coming to college, kind of describe how, um your like relationship with your um like creating those body butter and um soaps like evolves and Mm -hmm. how did you come to like the the brand that I'm so excited to hear about
0: the end um okay so I guess I would say um well I'll start with coming to college because I didn't bring any of my stuff with me. But I I like at that point I had been using my stuff for years like I hadn't bought you know soap or lotion from the store in in a few years at that point so I was like oh my goodness I can't go back now so I made a ton of soap and I made a ton of bodybuilders to bring with me to school because I knew that I needed to use it while I was here um and I missed making it while I was at school of course I was involved in doing other things but there's something just about you know doing what you've been doing for a while that's you know homey um, so when I came back home on breaks I would I would make some things and then bring it back with me and share with friends and family and stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't until um, we got sent home last year because of uh, the pandemic that I really started making for f- making things for fun again. Um, well, granted, I had a lot of time on my hands as I'm sure a lot of people did at the start of all this. But um, yeah, I think I made like a bunch of batches of soap and just trying different body fatty butter combinations. And this is just for my own you know, personal leisure. And then I can't remember if it was my mom or one of my mom's friends or something, um, suggested like, why don't you start a business? And people had suggested it to me before that, but I was like, eh, I don't know. I just like doing this for fun. And something was, I was just really bored, I think, honestly. And I was like, you know, I think I've like, I wanted to start a business. I didn't know what it would be one day. And I thought it would come much later in life. But I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess, why not? So um, I started planning. I started like really trying to figure out what scents I wanted to sell at first, uh, what product. I I was deciding between soap and the body butters and I decided on body butters for my my debut um, collection. But, um, Yeah, I really got like really into it. And this is when I really especially started writing things down because if I was going to be selling it, it had to be the the same formula every time. But yeah, and that started in, I guess I would say March of 2020 is when I started planning for the business and getting all my paperwork and documents and things um, figured out to become like a, a recognized business. And also developing, you know, the products. And I didn't, honestly, I didn't realize how much went into creating a business, especially one that sells a product because there's branding and then there's the product itself and the packaging and, you know, all of these things and, you know, social media and all these things that I did not think about, honestly. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm getting, you know, in over my head here, but I was like, no, we got to keep going. Like once I start something that I think is worthwhile, like I have to, I have to keep going for it. Um, and so basically from March until about, until September, um, it was a ton of planning and ordering things. And, um, I funded it all with the money I had worked at, um, some of my part-time jobs. So, um, you know, being very, very strategic with that money because you don't make a lot working at Panera, (laughs) um, in high school and that kind of thing. So just being very strategic, and then also, you know, allowing myself the freedom and the space to be criticized, because I knew I was not doing everything right, and, um, you know, allowing people to help me, because it was just me coming up with this, essentially, but, and that's when I really had to realize, like, okay, I can't be afraid to ask for help anymore, because, like, I really need help, so um, that was, that was something, I think, one of the biggest things that I've learned from starting my businesses you know I might bug you four or five times for something but now I'm not afraid to like I would have you know a year ago I would have probably not asked a single time but um yeah that's kind of how that went and I I make but body butters pretty regularly now and I still do soaps for um like selling to family friends and if I do like an in-person kind of market event or something like that but yeah it's just been really fun and I'm excited to get back into "Quote unquote," the lab and (laughs) um, make some more stuff for something that I have coming up. So that's been scaling. It's been my um, like just kind of what I've been doing now and trying to reach new people and share like why I wanted to start this business and everything that's gone into it and that kind of thing.
1: Wow! So it's just such a journey to hear about like that whole process. You just get it started, and as you as you shared, it was um you really have a lot that go into creating a business especially given you like you started by yourself and so kind of going back to the point that you're like okay I'm really thinking about starting this whole thing um what there a lot of the planning that go into it but like what do you find like in retrospect the part that was maybe like very hard for you to navigate or just like kind of frightening was like what do i do
0: mm-hmm. um, definitely um well, one i would if anyone is interested in the starting a business i'm not against starting things alone obviously i did it but i would strongly recommend have a partner or a team of sorts that um you can do it with because it's just nice to have someone there to bounce ideas off of and you know help split the load on some things but the thing that um I was probably like the most like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Um, was around like marketing and things like I have no experience whatsoever in that. And I'm not even personally, I don't use social media a lot, like posting my own stuff, but I, I get on it and see other people's stuff a lot. So, um, and taking pictures, like I like, there's like a joke amongst my friends, like I'm the worst one at taking pictures. So I definitely had to, you know, get my photography skills up, um, and just learning how to make content that would, you know, appeal to people and really capture the essence and the mission of my brand and all of the things that I want people to to know about me and the products. And I'm still working on that, honestly. Like I I still haven't got to a a place where I'm like, yeah, this is my brand identity. And this is what people think of when they think Shytara. And, you know, I'm still working on that, but it's something that has definitely been a a huge learning curve. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean you mentioned Chaitera, like your mm-hmm. brand. Kind of share about how did you come up with this beautiful name and what's mm-hmm. like the meaning behind it?
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um, Chaitera, the shy part is about C H E Y, which is actually the first part of my middle name, which is Cheyenne. Um, because when I was coming up with names, you know, it's there's a lot of different companies and stuff out there that have their like natural organic vegan whatever whatever um and I didn't want to sound like every other company because I feel like I would just kind of get lost amongst them and I wanted my name to be memorable basically um so that's where the shy part came from and my mom was like you should put yourself or your name as a part of the um Part of the brand name, and I was like, oh, "Well, Savannah Sav I, I don't want to do anything with my first name." <laughs> I was like, "That just doesn't flow right to me." So I was like, "Okay, well, we're moving on to the middle name, and Cheyenne's a little long, but shy could work." So I'll I'll take the first half of that, and then Tara. It's um, the root word for kind of like earth or land, and Greek in a few different languages. So the base word kind of means earth in a diff- in a few different languages, um, and with my products, they're they're vegan in i trying to transition to um, finding suppliers that are like certified, um, like ethical supply chains and that sort of thing, um, and buying organic products where I can. And even with my packaging, um, the body butters are, are in aluminum tins instead of, you know, plastic um, or glass, which, you know, is sustainable if you reuse it, but if you throw it away, it takes like 800 years to decompose. So, um, And fun fact, aluminum tin can be recycled infinitely. So if you ever buy a body butter and you use it all, you can wash it out and reuse it or recycle it, and it'll have a new life over and over and over again. Um, so just thinking about all those different aspects of, um, you know, including me in the, in the name in some way, and then also the earth, because that's something that I also want people to think about when they're Purchasing from me instead of, um, you know, maybe a company that doesn't care so much about those things.
1: <laughs> yes, I think that is such a valuable thing to kind of infusing into as part of the Shaitara like brand identity. So when you're also coming up with the name and like thinking about like what is Shaitara like brand and the meanings. Um, like what went into the thoughts? I know you mentioned like 100% vegan and then natural, like what are some things that come to mind? Going mm-hmm. through there?
0: Yeah, um, well, I guess some things that like I would, that I want people to know that I'm still working on, like how I'm delivering that message. Um, definitely that the products are 100% vegan. So there's no animal products or byproducts in them at all um the packaging is i try to try to be sustainable It's such a like a buzzword now but i tried to choose a material that i thought would you know not put too much of a strain on the environment you know it can be you know born into something else again if if recycled properly or reused Um, and i also want people to know that as a brand this doesn't have so much to do with my uh my products but as a black woman. or you know, a woman of, of color, I also have Korean heritage. So that's um, another identity that I share. But um, like as a woman of color, I want to uplift other women of color in their business or ventures or their things. Um, so on my Instagram, I do a shout out every month of a different black woman in her business. Um, this past month was um, a woman who's a yoga instructor. So that's something I also want people to know is that, yes, I care about you know selling products in, you know, the environment, but the people, I care about people and the planet, as I like to say. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, your, your product, um, and all the ingredients, it always have love. as, mm-hmm. as
0: Yes, love is the final ingredient on all of my products, um, because it also goes into it. It's definitely a labor of love. And um, I just love when people tell me that, you know, they have like, you know, their skin feels great, and it's just like, oh, like, I love the packaging, and I love how much went into this, like, I can tell that it was handmade, because every swirl on the top isn't the same, and um, those are just the little things that I think people really appreciate, Um, alongside the, you know, all plant-based ingredients, just the love that you feel when using the product as well.
1: So, when you first um, get the brand name figured yeah. out, and then thinking about, like, what were the product that you started with like with, did you kick, kick it off with a few different flavor
0: mm-hmm. yeah i did um i still only have the the what do you call that um what do you call that oh like my debut collection oh, okay. um since i just launched in september i haven't added anything else and i've i've just started with my infused body butters and i have five different scents of those and they're infused because the the liquid oils are infused with an herb or a plant material. So like the Terra blend is infused with holy basil oil. Um, the gentle lavender is infused with chamomile and the oatmeal vanilla is infused with oats, that sort of thing. So um, that's been my debut collection. And that's the only one I have up on my, um, like on my site so far. In person, I still do kind of like special order or like knickknack things here and there and like soaps but I'm looking to add soaps either this fall or this winter before the holidays come around again. So definitely looking forward to that also.
1: That's so exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm so excited. I love making soap.
1: <laughs> Ooh, yes, if you think what really struck out to me is I think Shai Tara's name, but also like um, the package design and the, the logo. Mm-hmm. Um, could you share a little bit about like how did you and also of course the photography looks amazing like all those pictures Thank so you. how did, so how did they come to mind mm-hmm. and
0: of course the so the the tin packaging i actually was really intentional on selecting that because um, again, I didn't want to do plastic, even though it would have been cheaper. <laughs> I didn't want to do plastic and I didn't want to do glass because glass is heavy. It could break. And unless you reuse it, it takes a long time to break down. Um, and I understand that certain products would do best in glass, but I felt like the, the tint would be good for this product also. Um, so the shape of it, actually, I noticed that a lot of other body butters I was seeing would come in a jar that's more kind of, um, narrow and like a cylinder and it's like well how do you get your hand in there to get the rest of the bottom and I was like what well, I need something that's you know wide, has a pretty decent circumference so you can get like every last bit out of there and people have shown me their empty containers and you can like no matter how big or small your hands are like you can get every last bit out of there which was important to me too so you're not wasting product and you know you get your your money's worth as a customer as well um and making it easier to clean to recycle or reuse it or whatnot was important to me so that's what went into the uh, the package and for the labels those are actually all made from 100% post-consumer waste so those are recycled uh, from recycled materials and I was intentional on in selecting those as well because I didn't I just hate the feeling like I'm wasting when unnecessarily like if there's an option to not waste then I'll take that route um, so that's how I came up with the the materials for the packaging and then for the design of the, the labels. Actually, um, this is kind of a funny story. I don't have any background in design and I didn't, you know, I was kind of fun so I couldn't pay someone to design it for me. Um, so I actually created it in like a Microsoft suite kind of thing that I already had. So, you know, you can get really creative. You can do a lot with um, the, the tools at your disposal if you you know, just play around with things. And that's what I ended up doing. So (laughs) yeah, this was all made and with Microsoft. I don't have any fancy designing equipment. Um, And I had someone, one of my friends later on, help me kind of like polish it up and make it uh, really clear for when it's printed. But yeah, that design was, yeah, came from that after some hand drawings, that's where it came from.
1: (laughs) That's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you, you mentioned that you know your photography skill, but and those website, I scroll through all those pictures through um, product description. I think it's just so beautiful the way you lay them, the product with like e- either flower petals or like lemon. Oh. Like all those are beautiful.
0: Thank you. Yes, I had a friend who has a nice a nice camera help me out with the with the actual pictures and. It was, I had to come up with the different things to put around it, but he was very helpful in getting those really nice shots of those. So shout out to Matt, if he ever listens to this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I you know, think like the design decision about, you know, you have this body butter, but like, how do you want to show it? The way mm. you place it and how you complement with other things makes such a difference and creates such an atmosphere.
0: Yes. <laughs> Right, I definitely want people to feel that, that feeling that you're kind of describing when they're viewing it before they even get it, so yes.
1: Yeah. Um, so, Sev, as you um, started like making like more and getting this lunch, I mean, was um, the preparation process like, you know, like you have to design, like get the web set up and all the business sorted out. So how was your, like, emotions and your, like, stage with, like, getting all those together, like, like, and then, like, before launching it?
0: hmm Um, definitely there were a lot of, um, peaks and valleys there at that preparation process. Honestly, um, every day wasn't a good day and every day wasn't a bad day. Like there were some days that were really high, some days that were really low, some in between, but I think as I neared the launch date, it was this mixture of just sheer excitement and also like, oh shoot, what if this flops? Like what if no one wants to buy this and a lot of self doubt. And it was, I was just going back and forth between the excitement and the doubt. Um, leading, leading up to the launch. And it, you know, I took a lot of, you know, talking to my family and friends and, you know, doing a lot of that, like, introspective work to, you know, reassure myself that, you know, I'm doing this for a reason and I've, I've come this far. How can I stop before I even really officially launch, you know? (laughs) Um, So definitely, definitely a lot of um, self-care went into, you know, making sure that I was replenishing myself and not, you know, just going so hard that I was so depleted and couldn't be me anymore. Couldn't give to my business or other parts of my life. So I definitely had to learn, um, not only like how to rest or like when to rest, but what it meant for me to, um, to rest and replenish myself. So that was, you know, Kind of how I was feeling between all of those <laughs> emotions leading up to the launch. Uh,
1: yeah, I. Those are so. What are something that you find for you to just replenish yourself?
0: Mm-hmm. I really like doing yoga. Um, I'm not very good at just coming up with flows on my own, so I got an app. Uh, I think it's called Down Dog, which I use for. Um, you know, if I want a quick workout, a short one, or whatever kind of um, type of yoga session I want to do, and I also started doing some classes with, um, who I did my last uh, Chai Tara shout out with, um, with Kadist at Reclaim, Restore uh, Yoga and Wellness through her virtual uh, yoga classes, and then, you know, virtual classes through school as well, so having that, like, you know, person-to-person connection, even though it's, you know, online, it's still nice to be in, like, a live yoga class has been Really, really good for me personally. Yoga's not for everyone, but I do recommend that you try it because you never know it might be for you. Um, so that's one of the ways that I like to, you know, practice self-care. I hate saying self-care because I feel like it's such a buzzword, but that's one of the ways that I like to practice it. Um and I also sleep. (laughs) Um I am not a person like I will not stay up until five in the morning to get something done because I know when I've hit my limit that I like that's all I've got. So honestly, just going to sleep when my body needs rest has been a big thing too. So yeah.
1: Completely second that. Mm-hmm. So all those leading up to the launch. And then, so how was the, the lunch like or the first mm-hmm. few weeks of the whole process?
0: Yeah, the launch was super, super cool. I um I did like a little bit of like pre-launching, posting, and trying to get people to follow my business page and things like that. So it was it was good to see that like oh okay people are starting to follow my page. Like you know I've got some momentum behind me to get me um, started on this launch. And I had a lot of orders the first few weeks, mostly from. Um, friends and family, which is really nice. And then whenever I would see a name that I don't know, it's like, oh my goodness, this is so exciting. And I'm thankful for my friends and family as well. Um, but just knowing that you've reached someone who you don't personally know is, is a great feeling. Um, so this first few weeks was, it was a little hectic because I had never <laughs> made that much body butter like in that short of a period of time. Um, And also having to label the the cans and, you know, clean them and ship them and package them. And I do like all of everything from the ordering to the making to the shipping, taking them to the post office. So the post office people were probably like, we have never seen this girl before. And she's all of a sudden coming in here with all these packages. But yeah, those first few weeks were a little crazy because it was also the beginning of um, the fall semester. So, you know, the timing of it Thinking back, I don't know why I did that to myself, but it was it was fun. It was a challenge, but it was like a good challenge because um, I knew I could handle it, and I knew when to tell myself I needed a break. So it was it was a really good experience.
1: Wow! Yeah, I mean, apart from that, you're still a full time student, and Mm -hmm. and balancing that with, especially during those lunch days.
0: Mm -hmm. Um. My family has been very helpful in like helping me some days like, oh, I'll take this to the post office for you or um, like, I'll help you wash your dishes after you make some stuff. So I can't be more thankful for my mom and my brother and my sister for helping me, especially in those first few weeks. It's kind of, they've kind of tapered off from helping me in that way now, um, just because I've learned how to manage some things a little better now, but they've been, they were really instrumental in you know, helping me launch. And even if they weren't doing things directly tied to the business, it was like, Oh, well, you know, we made you a snack when, when you're ready. Cause I would be going really hard some days and like, forget to, you know, eat or something. And they're like, okay, like you need to take a break and thanks. Let's go for a ride or go for a walk or something. So they, I love my family. They've been really great, even before business and everything. They've oh. just been super helpful with this though.
1: Yeah. So as you start, going to the lunch what were some like unexpected thing that like you never thought about oh after the lunch and managing a business like Mm -hmm. okay to you
0: um honestly okay so this is I don't recommend starting a business without a plan and that's exactly what I did so I kind of just started it and um realizing that like I've really grown to like, I want to grow this to something bigger than what it is now. And I think the, something that I wasn't expecting was how much I was going to have to reach out to people um, at like local grocery stores and hair salons and boutiques and different things to try to introduce my product to their store or um, reaching out to potential customers. And since i A pretty introverted person I was like oh man I did not anticipate this but it's been good for me because it's it's very much kind of like sales experience in a way which I'm glad I'm learning it this way um because it's it's very low stakes right now so um and of course as I do more it's like of course I want them to you know put my product on your shelf or you know put this in your newsletter or whatever but um that has been something that I was I didn't think about before I started but it was kind of good that I didn't think about it because it probably would have kept me from starting my business honestly so it's been a blessing in disguise I'll say that
1: (laughs) yeah I mean how was it like reaching out to maybe some of your first like boutique or even just going up to be like oh this is my business Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it was it was really hard, honestly, and I tried to do all of the things like I'll just send an email or I'll just, you know, send a message and they'll, they'll probably get back to me. And no one gets back to you if you don't make some sort of connection that they'll remember you by, at least from what I'm learning so far, which makes sense because I'm sure they get a ton of emails like that. Um, so when I first started actually calling and, you know, going in person, face to face, um, at these stores and different things, it was real. I was really intimidated, but I always t- like like to think that, um, or like tell myself that I'm not trying to get into like a Whole Foods right now. Like I'm not going for, you know, that kind kind of place at scale. So I'm going to small places like um, the Bexley Natural Market, for example. That's actually the grocery store that I was able to get my product in. That they sell they sell my products now. Um, it was. A lot more comforting to me to know like oh like you own this grocery store like I'm talking to the person who runs the store and like oh you're the head of this part so um that made me feel a lot better and that I didn't feel so nervous about talking to the people in these kind of kinds of places um but it was still like it was very like oh gosh what if I like fumble or don't say something but you know I just had to like give myself my pep talk before I went in and um, realized, like, you know what you're talking about. You've been making stuff since you were like 14, 13, 14 years old. Um, You know your business, you know, you, you came up with it. So of course you know everything. Um, And just, you know, gas myself up to, you know, really go in there and just be myself. And if, if they were interested, they were interested. And if they weren't, then that wasn't the place for me. So just on to the next place. All they can say is no. All they can say is no. That's what I always tell myself. If they say no, then, whoop, well, we're going to the next place.
1: <laughs> yes, you just put yourself out there and don't have anything to lose if you ne- just never ask. Exactly, exactly. Wow. So I think that definitely that's it's just so impressive just to hear about how you know get get through the courage and just going to places and so what are some other aspects that um starting and running your business with I mean managing all those logistics and writing up content designing product and like dealing with um customers Mm -hmm. like I think what do you find the most um difficult part is for you? Mm, or just like, hard, or like just overwhelming at first. Yeah, um, that's
0: a good question. I think the honestly a lot of the administrative stuff. Um, because like I like I just said, I'm a very pen and paper type of person. But when you're trying to run a business, you can't keep everything on pen and paper anymore. Like it just, I mean, you can, but it's gonna be extremely difficult when you just pull all that together. Um, and just having those those files together, like my business plan and you know, the my inventory sheet and product cost, unit costs of each product and all of these different things. It's like I have it all or like, you know, it's all there somewhere, but it's on this random scrap of paper or in this Google Doc or in, in my notes app. Like everything is all kind of honestly it's still scattered around and I've worked that's what I've been working on lately is pulling all of that into like one drive folder. Um, But a lot of that admin stuff, because I was like, I just want to make the body better and sell it. But I've realized that if I really want to be sustainable and really grow, that I have to, you know, lay the right foundation to, to keep growing.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. That's (laughs) a lot to Mm -hmm. get around and look, as you share, like looking at you have this business plan and to make it sustainable and carrying long-term and like what? Have you been thinking about?
0: Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's the question that, like, I love getting asked, but then I'm like, gosh, I have a lot of work to do, but um, <laughs> some of the things, like, if I were to give you, like, my, um, I don't know what you would say, like, my, like, three-year, one-year goal, three-year goal list, I guess you would say, and things that, like, I really want to achieve with my business, um, I guess three years that would put me past graduation, or past graduating college, Um, I really want to be in at least five to seven brick and mortar stores, whether that be like different um, boutiques or locally owned grocery stores or that kind of thing, Um, but be like a regular item on the shelves there. Um, And then I'd also like to be on um, Black and Green, which is a a retail, a virtual retail market, which is um, focused on uh, non-toxic products and things and it's owned by um a crew of black women so one of my goals is to get my product on black and green because it's like kind of hard to you know get on there because it's a very well-respected and well-received platform um and then the third thing is I would really like to add a component to my business that is um what would you say like giving back and volunteering is a is a part of the business. So I'm currently doing my Shytara shout outs, which is something that I can do personally, but um, over the years when I when I grow a little more and you know, I have a more consistent revenue and profit stream, that kind of thing. Um, like I want to say like every quarter or every so often like 1% of all my profits are gonna go to these organizations that I support in, in the city that I'm in. I, I do volunteer work that is um, directly benefiting the causes that I believe in and i support so that's something that i would really love to do with my business as well because i don't want to just sell product i want to also give back to the communities that have you know helped me get to where i am today
1: that, that's so meaningful in that regard and even so like looking back from this journey you started since fall semester got, <laughs> i've not been a year since but I mean, you have been doing so many things that go like kind launching it, pre-launching it, launching it, and now managing, growing this. So for maybe some of our listeners out there, if they wanted to start their business, for example, like their own skin product or feel whatever, like what are some suggestions that, like, or some of the advice that you have been given to pass on?
0: Definitely, I would say... If it's something that you you really want to do, and like, I don't mean like sell it just for like a year or something, but if starting your business is something that you are very set on, then you should go for it. And don't think that, oh, I don't have money or, oh, I don't know how to do this or, oh, I don't know how to do this or get in contact. Like you'll figure it out. Like I didn't have everything all, like I didn't have it all figured out to start with. Um, I had enough to get me started and you know enough to know where I was going next but even then like I didn't follow it wasn't a linear path of what I thought I was gonna um, do to get to where I am with my business today and you kind of have to like put yourself in spaces and where you'll meet people that are going to be helpful for you and that you'll be helpful to them like whether that means like joining a conference or something or, you know, going to certain markets in your town or going to certain events where people of that, um, in that same crowd would know something that you, you might not know, or you might know something that they want to know. And then that's how you forge those genuine. I feel like how you forge those, um, genuine connections that really help you grow your business. Um, and don't be afraid to talk about it either. Like if you're a person who's selling a product um, or a service or something like that, then like, don't be afraid to tell people like I've, <laughs> I've um, but don't be like, I mean, you can be obnoxious, I guess, if that's who you are, but um, if there's an opportunity to share your business, then do it like and make it known and don't be afraid and feel like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to be that person because that's who I was at first, but I just. Like, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, it's like, oh, this would be a great time to mention, you know, hey, I have a business and, you know, this is what I sell. And I've gotten like so many different sales that way, um, not, not even expecting it because people connected with me and they're like, oh, even if they don't know the product yet or they haven't bought into your mission, they like you enough to go ahead and see like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. I'd like to support them. And then, then that's how you get them to love your product because they liked you so that was a lot, but um, that's why I say, like, go for it, and you don't have to have it all figured out to start, definitely, you know, you need to have a, a, a plan, an outline, but don't be afraid to deviate from the plan, because y- you'll figure it out with those connections, and putting yourself out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, what really stood out to me is just you, when, when you go for it, of mm-hmm. course, like, you can have everything figured out together, but Especially for you when you navigate through like launching your, your business, thinking about your product and managing all those finances. Um, like how do like if you don't know how to do something, like what, like looking back, what are some ways like like Googling or like how did you get through all those days? I mean, that's a lot of things to like learn, like mm-hmm. being charge for.
0: Right. Um, definitely for the, um, financial aspect, I still am learning a lot about that, but there's an organization called score, um, and they provide a ton of, uh, free resources for small businesses and it's a national organization. So score has been really helpful for for me and I've gained two mentors through the, um, the org and they've been helping me a lot with that so i would definitely utilize them as a resource if you're thinking of starting a small business or if you have one and you know you need some advice on how to do something and also i've been very fortunate that um a few of my mom's friends were in specific fields like um one of my mom's friends is in marketing so like i could ask them questions like what do you think i should do like how does this work um and If you're a college student, then don't be afraid. I went to a few, um, um, I think they're called opening door events over the summer last summer, and I was just, this was before I even launched my business, but I was just talking about it, and and when I was still in the idea phase, like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this, and because they would ask me questions about, you know, school, and I don't, I don't know what I want to do, and I didn't know, and I was like, I don't know, but they would ask me about other hobbies, and I would tell them about my soaps and body butters, and they're like, whoa, like you actually care about it. Like, this is something that you really want to do because your whole mood just changed. Um, So just, yeah, just kind of goes back to putting yourself in different spaces with different people, even if your intention isn't to come out with a connection or an investor or whatever, um, because you never know what's gonna come of, of a certain meeting, so. I think I kind of derailed from the what I was answering.
1: <laughs> wow! So, <it's great. laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so looking back from you know, like that fourteen-year-old little girl, like starting making those body butter and now growing and developing your the company, your brand, and starting to grow. Um, what do you find that's most fulfilling about like the whole thing and like really meaningful to you? Mm-hmm.
0: I think the fact that I'm creating something that, like I believe in, I'm not selling something that's like, like I wouldn't use it for myself. Um, and I do believe that it has, like, it makes a difference um, in not just how I think you'll feel. Like for me, it's been a game changer in my skin conditions, and it's also like help me not be so, um, I don't know what the word is, but, um, hmm, what'd you say?
1: Confident. What was that? Confident.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, I don't know why I'm like losing my train of thought. Um, Where was I gonna go from here?
1: Or we can start this (laughs) again.
0: Okay. Yeah, what well, was the question again? I'm sorry. I
1: was like, I'm going somewhere with this. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, Steph, just share a little bit about how looking back from that little 14-year-old girl, like making the butter, body but, but <laughs> what you need to know about developing your brand and growing it? What has been just fulfilling and keep you going along this process?
0: Yeah, okay. So definitely... I was just getting back into, or getting into, not back into, but getting into learning about environmentalism and really researching the ingredients in the products I was using, and how we've really, you know, just as people come kind of move so far away from using, you know, natural things and using things that are filled with a lot of unnecessary additives that, you know, do more harm and good sometimes depending on what you're using or things that just don't agree with you know our skin and our body um so I think that the thing that I'm most proud of is that I'm making a product that not only like oh yeah it's good for your skin but it's it's not in a sneaky way trying to sneak in extra stuff that's like not good for you to employ you into just making money by selling you this product that you love but it's actually a product that you can love and it be helpful to you in the environment and all of these different causes so i think that's what i take the most pride in Mm
1: -hmm. yes i think that is kind of rooting back to nature and doing good for not only people who use it but also like mother earth (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yes
1: so how do you see yourself and Shay Tara in a week and in a month and in a year from today
0: okay in a week from today um let's see what's today is today Friday (laughs) um uh, I don't know a week um probably close to finishing my uh very very rough uh, business plan honestly I should have had one before I started my business but I, honestly I didn't know that was a thing so I'm doing it now which is which is you know better late than never so having that done and doing my regular uh sales for people who order through my website fulfilling those and making a few different letters um oh, oh that was a week and then a month from now um I have a few events lined up that I'll be um, either having like a table being a vendor at to sell um, of course safely with you know distancing and all that kind of thing Um, I have a few different events I'll go to and then farmers markets are also um, starting to open back up so reaching out to a few different markets to see if they're available for spaces and if I can't have a table then you know just going out and giving samples to people and just Kind of spread the word about my about my company and my mission and that sort of thing um, that's a month right and then a year from now oh man that's <laughs> that's crazy to think about a year from now i really hope that i am in three stores sorry did you hear that oh gosh um um that's my siblings love them. but They're very loud sometimes. (laughs) Um, A year from now, I hope to be in three brick and mortar stores pretty consistently. Um, I hope to also start my 1% pledge of um, donating 1% of my profits to different causes that I care about. And the last thing I would say is, in a year, I hope to have some sort of team because I I like, you know, doing all these different parts of my business, but it would be nice to have a team of people to, you know, bounce ideas off ideas off of or people who are really specialized in certain skills um, who also care about what I'm doing to, you know, we can be like a little family team. So and business, you know, business first, but you know, family business team. <laughs>
1: that that's so lovely having the tara shay tara family grow and more yep. and more <laughs>
0: yes yes definitely.
1: So Steph, if any of the listeners are curious about shay tara or would like to reach out to you how can they find more about it
0: yeah um you can definitely if you want to are interested in buying products or looking about looking at my about you page um at shyterra.com. that's my website and then on instagram my handle is also just it's shyterra c-h-e-y-t-e-r-r-a and you can comment under post or send me a direct message and if you really want to i suppose you could email me but i'll probably be faster to respond via DM on Instagram, if you have Instagram, but my email is ltd at gmail.com. If you wanted to reach out, I love to chat and I love, you know, talking with people and just sharing my experience as a entrepreneur, as a student, as whatever it is, I, I love to talk with new people. <laughs>
1: a college student by day and a passionate entrepreneur creator and intersectional environmentalist during her six to eight definitely check out sev and her chai tara website at ChaiTara.com. thank you for listening to six to eight and if you enjoy the podcast subscribe wherever you get your podcast and remember there's so much more to life other than your nine to five See you in our next episode!